Good morning, Christian Embassy. So good to see you guys in the house of the Lord. Some of you have had birthdays this week. Some of you have had anniversaries some this week. Any of you birthdays or anniversaries this past week or coming up week? Yes. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. For the rest of us, we celebrate ours year-round. So happy birthday to us and happy anniversary to us. Man, life's too short to just go one day. I, and they said, well, you can have a birthday month. I said, you know what? I'm old enough now. I can declare I'm going to have a birthday year. Hallelujah. I'm going to celebrate the whole year long. <laughs> Anybody in my birthday club? Yeah, you're going to do that? Amen. Yes. Hey. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Happy birthday. Praise God. So it is good to be in the house of the Lord. Quick question. Did anybody uh, misplace or lose a, a bundle of $100 bills that were wrapped with a rubber band? It was about that big around, I think. $100 bills that were wrapped in a rubber band. Anybody lose that? Anybody? We found the rubber band. <laughs> I hope that helped somebody. <laughs> Praise God. You know what? This is such an exciting time of the year. Man, if, you, if you've gotten a grasp, I hadn't gotten the whole thing, but if you've just gotten a grasp, just like me, of the seasons and the feasts of the Lord and God setting these up on His calendar and uh, so that we could just know, study more of Him and learn of Him, man, what an exciting time. And today is the wrap-up of the seven feasts of God. So we won't be talking about, well, I mean, we'll talk about them, but we won't be looking at this chart and going into detail until Passover comes around again. And that's Easter, uh, Good Friday, and, and uh, Easter celebration. So it's just amazing. God said, these are seven feasts I've set up. He gave us instructions on them, uh, many of them pointing to, all of them pointing to Jesus Christ and his fulfillment of those. Uh, the four uh, spring feasts we've been looking at now this past spring have been fulfilled in Christ. Uh, he had Feast of Passover, and that is... You know, what an exciting time of Good Friday. Uh, we celebrate that our God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What an amazing, amazing uh, plan that God has. All through the Old Testament, man was uh, br uh, breached a relationship uh, with God and God says, I'm going to make a way of reconciliation. I'm going to bridge, build a bridge so that we can come back into relationship and all through the Old Testament, it was pointing to the Messiah coming. And we know Jesus came and fulfilled that. Praise God as it was pointing to Jesus. And that goes right into unleavened bread, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, where Jesus was like bread without leaven, leaven representing sin. Jesus was without sin, the righteousness of God. Now we can become the righteousness of God as our relationship is in and through Christ Jesus. And then the first fruits, uh, that's the resurrection. That's Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. We celebrate uh, He is alive. Hallelujah. And then 50 days after that, the Feast of Pentecost. And uh, Pentecost was the day they in the upper room received the Holy Spirit that Jesus had promised to send as He ascended unto high to be seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. He said, I'm going to send my Spirit. He will not be on you, but He will dwell in you and flow through you. And that was the birth of the church. That's why you see this green uh, area, the church age. That's us. And our uh, uh, purpose is to be filled with the Spirit of God and advance the kingdom of God and share the gospel message, uh, introduce as many people to Jesus as we can that they can uh, enjoy the, the, the blessings of eternity that God has for us in and through His Son, Jesus. And then the wrap-up of the church age, the Bible says that there's one day coming in the twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And that's the rapture of the church. That gets us into the fall feast. That wraps up the church age as the church is taken out of the world. And the Bible says that uh, we who are here now and remain, we are holding back the Antichrist. He cannot do, the spirit of the Antichrist is here, but it can't do everything its plan is to do. He can't do everything he wants to do until we've been taken out. So we are powerful. The church, we are powerful. Jesus said, I will build my church 
and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we have a purpose and a plan and a destiny, and we're not just here. God has us here on purpose. And there's a reason we weren't born during David's reign or we weren't born when Isaiah was prophesying. He needed us here now to be the church, to be shine the light and to, and to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world and to be the change agents that he's called us to be. So you're not here just biding time. You have access to the power of the Spirit of God to usher in heaven on earth as it is uh, on earth as it is in heaven and uh, his will and kingdom come. That's our plan. But God has a plan for the church. He's going to take the church out through the uh, feast of Rosh Hashanah, the rapture that's yet to happen. So the fall feast still have some fulfillment yet to come, uh, which went right into the feast of atonement. And uh, that's uh, where Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth. He says, I'm going to call the church up to meet me in the air. But then they're even going to come with me. And I'm coming back to this earth. There's a day coming after the seven, day, uh, seven years of tribulation where the whole world is going to be coming against Israel. The armies are gathered there uh, in the battle of Armageddon. Or Geddon, and uh, and the, uh, the Bible says that it looks like there is no hope, there, there's no way of escape, but Jesus is going to come back in the clouds, through the clouds, set his feet upon this earth, and he's going to destroy anyone who is against the plan of God the Bible says for 147 miles, uh, blood flows the, the, left, uh, the depth of a horse's bridle. The birds of the air will be so many to come and devour the carnage that it will look like night in the middle of the day. Uh, it's amazing when I watch the uh, animal planet and they talk about the number of, of vultures and the number of birds of prey that, that, that clean up. They said they're, they're, they're such a, outnumbered ever before that if they were to come together, it would be like, uh, make the daytime like night. They would cut the sun off. And I'm like, wow, they don't even realize it, but they're talking exactly what God has said, that he has a plan for everything. But then um, we know that there's going to be a, a purification, a remaking of the earth and the heavens, and there he's going to tabernacle with us as he sets up his messianic kingdom here on earth. And the Bible says that during the Feast of Sukkot, uh, that's what he's uh, talking about here. And I love, I just absolutely love uh, Sukkot's as it is the feast of, uh, some would call it the feast of nations in the Bible or the feast of booths or the feast of, of tabernacles, Sukkot. Um, and one of the reasons it's called the feast of nations is it starts, it lasts for seven days. So this past Sunday, at sundown it began and tonight at sundown it ends. So it goes for seven days, and in those seven days they were taking ten bulls a day and sacrificing. This is all how God told them to do it. And uh, ten, day, ten bulls a day, 70 bulls for the whole week, and they believed there were 70 nations at that time, so they understood God was saying that the sacrifice is for all the nations of the world, that God is not a God of just Israel, but he's a God of all the nations of the world. Whosoever will call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. And now get this, on the final day, the Bible says in John uh, 7, around verse 37 there, on the, the final day of this feast that we're in right now, which would be today. So we're actually uh, right on the same day, on the final day of the feast, uh, as, they, as the priest would go out and they would bring those ten bulls in and, 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 and offer them on the uh, uh, altar and the blood is there. The, they would also, this time, they would bring in water and they would uh, pour the water from the healing pool. They would pour the water and walk around the altar seven times crying, Come Messiah! Come Messiah! We're thirsty! We're in a land of barrenness! We need you Messiah! We look for you Messiah! We hope for you Messiah! And they would have the flutist come out and the flutist was called the one, the pierced one, calling forth the pierced one, calling forth the Christ. So it's like the sound of the flute was calling the uh, Christ to come. So the flutist is playing. They are crying out as they're pouring this water on the altar. You know, come Messiah, we need you, we need you. And it says on the last and greatest day of this feast that Jesus stood up and he said with a very loud voice, I am here. 
I am here. And he says, come drink of me. And anyone who drinks of this water, this living water, out of their belly will flow rivers of living water. So he is saying, I am here. You are looking for the Messiah. I am here. Hallelujah. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful picture that is. Go back to the chart, if you would, please. And in this finalization, on that final day, Jesus is saying, I'm here. This is what I've come for. So we know that all of these feasts are, are pointing to Jesus Christ and, and, and some of them yet to be fulfilled. How exciting that is. And when you see these three stars on here, uh, that is not me subtly trying to get a win for Dallas, okay? Someone, someone told me in the first service that that was my subtle way of praying that Dallas wins. And it takes more than my prayers for them to win because I've been a Dallas fan for many years and my prayers have gone unanswered. <laughs> so, but my backup team's Miami, so I, we're looking good this year. Praise God. But nonetheless, these three stars come from Deuteronomy 16 and 16 where God said there's three feasts I do not want you to come empty-handed. Now, they had to have sacrifices at all the feasts and so forth. So it wasn't that the regular sacrifice, but he wanted them to bring like a love offering, something from their heart, at, at least at these three feasts. Don't come before me empty-handed. And that was the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Feast of Pentecost, and the Feast of Sukkot, what we're in even today. And uh, so I, I was studying this one time, and, and I was also studying in... Uh, uh, Mark's gospel where Jesus is teaching about sowing on, in good soil. And if you sow seed in good soil, you'll get 30, 60, 100 fold return. And that caught me that God says there's three feasts I want you to sow in. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to give you the detail. I just want you to bring, not in, don't come before me empty handed. And then here, here's sowing in the good soil and 30, 60, 100 fold return. And I said, I wonder if there's a correlation here. That, that 30, 60, 100 is in correlation with if you give at these uh, three love offerings and these three fees, that, that takes it 30, 60, 100 fold because it's the good soil of a good season of God. So my family and I, we started, we said, the good thing is we're not under the law. We don't have to do this. But the great thing is because we're not under the law, we get to do this as an expression of our faith in God. So we started uh, after this revelation that we always come, we do it all seven feasts, but that's just us, but at least these three free feasts, we go beyond what we would normally do uh, just as a love offering, a thanksgiving offering to God for his goodness and his mercy. So that's what the three stars are up there for. That's not uh, pulling for Dallas, even though if you want to pull for Dallas, we, you know, there's, there's great power in, in the unity of prayer. We could do that as well. <laughs> But let's wrap up this final feast and, uh, and, and make sure we're in proper position before the sun goes down tonight and we go into this new year uh, of, with all the feasts being fulfilled in our lives this year. Leviticus 23, 33, and 34 is where we get some of the instructions about when this feast should be. It said, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the feast of tabernacles for seven days to the Lord. So he says this will be for seven days. He gives it a certain month in the, uh, the Hebraic calendar and also with a certain moon. So that's why it moves. It's not set on a particular day, but it moves with that uh, season of the year. And then in verse 40, he goes on and he says, You shall take yourselves on the first day of the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willow, uh, willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. So he said, in one hand, I want you to take palm branches, and in the other hand, I want you to take weeping willows. So you're going to be looking at palm branches and weeping willows. And uh, I think this contrast uh, that God is making here is uh, with the palm branch for sure. If you'll study the contextualization of Scripture, you'll see that the palm represents prosperity. The palm represents victory. The palm represents success. The palm represents joy. So when you see the palm branches, even like when Jesus was coming in, uh, his triumphal entry into Jer Jerusalem, and they're waving the palm branches, it's like the victory. After, a, after winning a battle or war, uh, they would always wave the palm branches because it means our days are prosperous, our days are victorious. 
Our days are successful. Our days are filled with joy. And, uh, and if you think about uh, palm trees yourself, what do we think about? Sun, sunshiny days and the beach and fun and vacation and happy times of life with the palm trees. Uh, we talk about it so many times. We get to go down to South Carolina and stay at a place there uh, in Litchfield, a little south of Myrtle Beach. And as we go into the, uh, the property there, all the palm trees and the, or the palmetto trees, that, that, that the species of the palm, and we just, we're like, it's party time. It's eat good food time. It is stress-free time. We love it. And it all starts with the palms for us. So he says, take a palm in one hand, but in the other hand, a weeping willow branch, which comes from the weeping willow tree. And it represents tears and weeping and like crying. It's bent over. It's like it's in distress. It's like sadness and trials and adversity and, and heaviness is, is what it would represent. And God's uh, instructions as you, he says, you take a palm and you take the willow. One represents your health. One represents sickness. One represents prosperity. One represents being destitute and struggling in need. So God says, while you're here on earth, Jesus said in John 10 and 10, you know, Satan comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come to give you life and life more abundant. So as long as you're on earth, there's a war going on. As long as you're on earth, there's an enemy fighting against you. He's trying to give you some willow experiences. And here's Jesus saying, I want to give you life and life more abundant. I want to give you a palm experience. But on this side of heaven, we got to know we're in a war. We can't drop our guard. we got to put on our armor. we got to take that helmet of salvation and that breastplate of righteousness and that belt of truth. We've got to take uh, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and that sword of the Spirit and that, uh, and, and, uh, that shield of faith. And our feet shed with the pro and shod with the pro preparation of the gospel of peace and praying in the spirit. We got to take and fight and stand against what the devil is trying to bring against us, which may cause some willow days in our life. But he says, I want you to take the palm and the willow because that's how life really is. You're, you're going to have some palm days and you're going to have some willow days. And uh, you're either having a palm day where everything's going great and everything's lining up and all your needs are met to overflow and your family's healthy and strong or, or you might be hit by the enemy and have a willow experience where tears are flowing and things are tough. I'm here to remind you from God's word today that whether you have a palm tree day or if you have a willow tree day, God wants you to worship Him anyway. Whether you're carrying a willow or whether you're carrying a palm, He wants you to worship Him anyway. Somebody say amen. amen. Good times or bad times? Hard times or, or, or easy times? God is the same. He does not change because your circumstances change. He does not change. Do you hear me? He is faithful. He is good all the time. He, is, he wants you blessed all the time. Come on, somebody, just respond to the heart of God that God wants you blessed all the time. And come on, let's praise Him here at Christian Embassy. Hallelujah! What a good God we serve. God doesn't take His favor away from you just because you're going through a willow day. He has not turned His back on you because you're going through a willow day. There's no shadow of turning with Him. Let me tell you what, He's the God of the mountains and He's the God of the valleys. He's the God of the good time and He's the God of the bad time. He's the God of your ups and He's the God of your downs. Hallelujah. And I just want us to know that He wants us to take the willow and the palm and He says, I want for seven days during this feast... You don't forget that I'm worthy of praise. I'm worthy for you to worship me no matter whether it's a palm or a willow. I wonder how many of you have been having some palm days. Anybody? Where things are good. Good. I mean, everybody's healthy. You're blessed. The marriage is good. The kids are good. School is good. Work is good. Your money's not acting funny. Good days. Good days, palm days. God says, in those days, rejoice. Rejoice. 
And the whole thing about the Feast of Tabernacles for them to build those booths, that they would set up these booths out uh, uh, to be reminded. God said, I want you to build these booths and, and go have your meals in them and go spend some time in them during these seven days so that you won't forget me. Because he said, I know how you are. He says, I created you. I know how you are. Your, your, your vulnerabilities. You have a tendency when you go into the land that flows with milk and honey, you'll forget me. So for seven days during this feast, build a little uh, sukkah and, and make sure you put the branches on it, the palms and the willows on it, but make it so you can see through it so that you're reminded of how they lived coming through the wilderness those 40 years. They could see the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, my presence that would lead them and guide them. And if I moved, they had to pack up and move with me. I, didn't, I don't move with you, you move with me. And so we got to keep our eyes on God. So they would be, they build these these little sukkahs and uh, they put palm branches and they put willow branches over it, but they could see through it. The whole feast is about don't forget God. Don't forget to praise him when you're feeling good. Don't forget to praise him when your family problems are all worked out. Don't forget to praise me, he said, when, when, when you've got more money than you've got bills. He said, don't forget to, to praise me because I inhabit the praises of my people. And that word inhabit, we've said it a thousand times, Joshua, and from the Hebrew, God says, I move in to your circumstance, I move into your house, I move into your skin when you worship me, and I bring my power, I bring my provision, I bring my love, I bring my forgiveness, I bring my anointing. It is a marriage word, like two people getting married and moving in together. God says, what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. I'll take all your pain and I'll take your distress and I'll take your sorrow and I'll take all that junk, but I'll give you healing and I'll give you blessing and I'll give you abundance and I'll give you joy. He said, just praise me and I will move in with my power, my anointing, my strength, and my provision. Now get this, in Isaiah 15, 17, the prophet says unto us, therefore the abundance that they have gotten and that which they have laid up shall carry them or sustain them to the brook of willows. He was prophesying that if something gets your path into the brook of willows and things aren't going so good and things are not lining up the way they should, it was the season of you praising no matter what that has put something in your bank account that is going to sustain you through these dark days. There, there's, there's power going to come through these dark days. So he's teaching us to learn to praise God during the good times when there's abundance and there's success and there's victory and it's going to carry you through when there are bad times because like I said there's two great times of vulnerability we're most vulnerable when we have nothing and we're most vulnerable when we have everything and God said I know this and that's why I've set up this feast so that you will remember me in the good times and in the bad times you will remember me in the palm days and in the willow days whether you receive a good report or whether you receive a bad report, you're going to come before me with rejoicing. Whether you're dealing with pain or, and sorrow or whether you're jo dealing with joy and success, come before me with rejoicing. Let me tell you what, that is such a, a, a point of a disciple's maturity when we learn to do just this. Because the Apostle Paul said it to us in Philippians 4 and 12, as a mature man and disciple of Christ, I know both how to face humble circumstances and to have abundance. Everywhere and in all things I have learned the secret. He said, this is a secret. I'm giving it to you, the church. Both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He said, I've learned to worship God in my palm days when I'm on top of the mountain and on top of the world. He said, but hear me, I've also learned to worship God when I'm in my willow days and it looks like my world is falling apart. He said, whatever state, whether it is in a palace or it's in a prison, whether I'm running free or I'm in heavy chains, God is with me. He is worthy of my praise. I need His presence. I need His anointing. I need His power. 
and I usher him in in all of these areas and everything else when I learn to praise him. Hallelujah. We got to learn to deal with circumstances correctly because on one hand you can start out on a palm day and you can end up with a willow day. Anybody know what I'm talking about? One phone call, one text, one email, one letter comes through the mail and just like that a palm day can go to a willow day. You are shouting, there's fun, there's life, everything's good and just like that some news can come in and tears start flowing and trials and burdens and weeping. Let me tell you, you can be starting out on a palm day and end up on a willow day. We need to learn to worship God no matter which because we need His strength. And Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And as we know, a palm day can go to a willow day. On the other hand, I say to you, miracles can happen just like that too. You can be weeping in the beginning of this day and you can be rejoicing before the sun sets. You can wake up and it look like all you have has been dealt a willow branch, but you'll go to bed holding a palm branch in your hand. Time to bounce back and flow in the wind of the blessing of God with sudden breakthrough. I feel like God is saying I want to get you into your palm day I want to get that willow out of out of your life and get a palm in your life permanent I feel the Lord is saying don't you give up and don't you give in and don't you let go it's time to fight the devil is real the devil is fighting you but you don't have to succumb you've got access to power that is beyond the power of the enemy you have access to an anointing that will destroy the yoke of the enemy and lift the burden off of your life uh, but you need to usher in that anointing and you do it when you learn to praise me no matter what's going on you learn to worship me no matter what the circumstances are because I'm worthy no matter what's going on and then I get to move in uh, and bring my power hallelujah so we got to learn to praise God in the good times and the bad willow and palm amen he says in Philippians 4 and 4, Paul says, you got to rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Whether you got a palm or you got a willow, you got to rejoice always. And again, he said, I remind you, rejoice. You need to turn to somebody and say, whether palm or willow, I'm going to praise the Lord. Just say, I'm going to praise the Lord. I've made up my mind, I'm going to praise the Lord. And I say, and I want to back this up with a, with a prophetic declaration of Jesus Christ himself over you. These are not my words. These are the words straight out of the lips of Jesus Christ where he said in John 16 and 20 in that latter part of the verse, he says, your sorrow will be turned to joy. I release that over you right now. Whatever's been causing you sorrow, if you'll praise God anyhow. You got that willow? He said, even with that willow, praise me anyhow. Rejoice before me anyhow. If you'll praise me, he says, I've got a plan for your life. He said, I've got a plan. The devil's got a plan, but I got a plan. And when you praise me through your pain, you give me access to come into your pain. And when you praise me through your loss, you give me access to come and show myself strong in your loss. And I will turn your sorrow to joy. Do you hear me? There's a turning, a turning anointing right now where if there's any sorrow in your life, I declare the word of Jesus over you that it will be turned to joy. Turned right now to joy by the hand of God in your life. I'm telling you, you can get up some days and you're feeling like willow days. And you can get up some days feeling all down. I know what it's like, a willow day. Seems like nothing's good. Kids acting all crazy, spouse not treating you right. I don't have any, I can't identify with that. <laughs> Money acting funny, tore up from the flora, all jacked up and every, you know what I'm talking about. Everything wrong. But the Bible tells us to bring our willows and still rejoice before the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always, he said again, and rejoice. Hallelujah. And I know what it's like to have willow days. Some of you, you, you look at me like you've never had a willow day in your life. I'm telling you, get that fake halo off your head. I know you upgraded from Dollar Tree to Dollar General halo, but it's still all fake. We know it. We've all had some willow days, and I know what they're lying. 
I've had to preach through some willow days. I remember 15 years ago having to preach just hours after losing a child uh, from pregnancy on a Mother's Day. And, I, and Pastor Radika got up just hours after the, we lost this, this pregnancy and she got up and that big wooden pulpit, that wooden pulpit that was in the little chapel, y'all remember it was bigger than the church itself? Man, we had a thing there. And, uh, and she got up there just hours after her, me seeing her go through the pain and the loss and the, and the physical uh, pain. But she got up there and she stood behind that pulpit and she said, I may be a little weak this morning, but my God is strong. And she said, it may be Mother's Day and we just lost a pregnancy and lost a child. She said, but I declare by this time next year, I'll have a baby girl holding in my arms uh, and she'll be double blessed of the Lord. And she spoke it with boldness. And then I said, if she can do it, I can do it. So I got up and I preached like I probably never preached before. And did you know May 1st of the very next year, we were holding a little baby girl. And, and Pastor Radika said she will worship the Lord and she will lead many to Christ. And now to see her up leading, uh, playing keyboard and on our worship team on Wednesday nights and to see her teaching in our children's church and in our classrooms and her whole goal is to get folks to Christ and to see her witnessing to the neighbor's kids and them coming up saying, I don't believe I'm loved, I don't believe there's a God and her spending hours trying to convince them and teach them uh, through her study of apologetics, the, the Bible, the, the strength of the Bible and the basis of the Bible and the relationship that Jesus Christ can bring into their life I said aha yes we had a willow time but let me tell you what it turned into a palm time praise God I have had to perform wedding I remember performing a wedding the day after we buried my father I had to leave straight from the funeral and get down to Florida from South Carolina uh, we had a, a children's pastor at that time Keith and he was getting married and he said pastor I'd be so honored if you could pa you know, do the wedding and all that was planned before my dad passed away we didn't know my dad was going to pass away and I remember leaving family and friends and them weeping and, and in a sad time but having to rush down to Florida uh, to have this joyous occasion and as I'm standing there marrying those two together I'm standing there in the strength of God and I said I just left some willow branches but this is a palm branch and God deserves praise no matter why some of you know what I'm talking about how you can be joyful or sad or or you can be uh, 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 going uh, to uh, things are going good but then things can go bad you know everything in our lives is not perfect because we're still in this world and we're dealing with a war that is intense with the enemy but we let me tell you what this is something the Lord taught me and I believe from what Pastor Radika was giving me a little gleaning of you ladies uh, this may be some of the some of the teaching that you guys got uh, this past weekend uh, but we've got to stop making a bigger deal of our willow days over our palm days we got to stop making a bigger deal over our willow days than our palm days when we get up with a headache and oh my head hurts and and I got such a bad headache and we start announcing to the world it's a willow day. And we, and we call and we text and we tweet and we Facebook post. And, and, and we've got 200 people knowing about our headache before we ever get to the kitchen from the bedroom. We make a big deal of our willow days. And believe you me, if you, if you spend any time gleaning through timelines and posts, you'll see there's a whole lot of willow day talk on Facebook. But, but I say challenge yourself. That when you get up with no headache, then you get on the text, then you get on the email, then you get on the Facebook, then you begin to tweet uh, that, you know what, God gave me a day and my head's not hurting and my body's not hurting and I'm just rejoicing and thanking God. We make a big deal of the willow days and we treat our palm days as no big deal. I say we got to grow up. I say it's time to mature. If you're on the milk of the word, you cannot handle the, the things that God has created you with strength to handle. You've got to get some meat. And I'm giving you some meat today. It's time to grow up. It's time to stop crying and whining and letting everybody join in on the pity party of our willow days and ignoring our palm days. I'm telling you, we've got to learn that we're going to praise God no matter what. Whether a willow day or a palm day, we're going to praise God. But uh, the Feast of Tabernacles is all about God saying, when you have a palm day, you forget me. When you have a palm day, you don't say anything. 
And I tell you, we need to start disciplining ourselves. And I'm going to thank God that I'm healed and I'm feeling good today. I'm going to thank God that I'm getting a promotion this week. I'm going to thank God that I've been blessed. I want to thank God that I got a house to live in. I want to thank God because God has been good to me. We got to mature and start praising God with the palm branch as well as with the the willow. Are you stuck in immaturity where you only turn to God in the willow days? God says He has an inheritance for us, but the son and the daughter is no better off than the slave because we're still immature. He says He can't make the transfer. You are ready to inherit the keys to the car, but you won't won't be mature enough to handle the responsibility so the keys are not yet given to you. I'm telling you, we got to mature we got to say, I'm not just going to, I'm not going to just run to God with my problems. I'm going to run to God with my praise. I'm not just going to run to God and, and tell him what I need. I'm going to also run to God and thank him for meeting my needs. Hallelujah. So we got to learn to stop only complaining to God and we got to learn to praise God because God said to Moses, I've got to set up this feast of tabernacles because I'm concerned with you people. When you get into the land that flows with milk and honey and you inherit land that, that, that I've given to you and houses you didn't build and vineyards you didn't plant, I know your nature. You're going to be in a palm tree day. You're going to forget me. No, we got to mature. We got to praise God in the good time. We got to praise God when things are going our way. Amen. I've seen uh, palm tree people get a boat that they ask God for and then they stop coming to church on Sunday and go fishing rather than come to church because now the blessing, they got the palm tree. Now that when they were broke, busted and disgusted, they were all right here. God help me, help me, help me. And now they got a blessing. Now that blessing is taking them out of the house of the Lord. Wait a minute now, that's not maturity. I say hitch that blessing up, pull it right out here and park it in a double parking space. Come on in here. Worship God for your palm tree. Worship Him for your palm branch, uh, for His good things. uh, And then go out there and catch you as many fish as you want to. We got to praise God for the good times. And the Feast of Tabernacle is teaching us to praise God during our palm days. And, and, and the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 15 and 7 says, there's something that happens when you praise God in the good times. When you praise God when you're not sick. When you praise God when you got more than enough. He says it puts up in an account. There, there is shall, they shall carry away. It says they shall carry away. It means there's something there to sustain you if you go into the brook of the willows. If a willow day comes, you're going to find that you've got strength already built up in you because you were praising God before the attack. You were praising God before the pain came into your body. You were praising God before the bad report came. And I believe we need to discipline ourselves to rejoice in the Lord during our palm days, and that will strengthen you to overturn your willow days. Let me tell you what, as long as we're on this side of heaven, we're going to have some willow days because we've got a real enemy. We got a real enemy and he don't play fair. He does not play fair. But I'm here to tell you if we'll learn to praise God when, when we're not under investigation, when we're not uh, having to go and uh, uh, have an audit, when we praise Him, we're not having to go and have more tests done to see if this uh, biopsy is, is going to be something that's going to try and kill us. Let me tell you what, when you praise God in the good times, He says it puts something in storage so that if a willow branch comes your way, you can praise God right through the willow branch back in to the palm hallelujah so God said bless me for your palm days God says bless me and praise me when I for your healing and for your divine health and for favor uh, you got a whole lot more palms than willows you just be honest with yourself we got a whole lot more palms than widows that's why the psalmist said in Psalms 34 and 1 I will bless the Lord at all times Now, I'm trying to say, grow up, church. Grow up, church. Strengthen, church. We're in the gym right now. We're working with some heavy weights, and you know how to work through this. You've got to bless the Lord at all times, and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That needs to be your declaration. That needs to be your decree. That needs to be your decision you make right now that His praise will continually be on my lips. I'm not going to talk the junk. I'm not going to talk the loss. I'm not going to talk the negative. I'm going to talk the praise. Hallelujah. 
Because he says in Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5, Bless the Lord, O my soul. you got to talk to your soul. Man, your soul, your mind, emotions, and will, it will get you in trouble. It is the deciding factor of whether you're going to walk in the Spirit or walk in the flesh. you got to talk to your soul. you gotta, you got to discipline your soul. you got to train your soulish man. And here David is writing and he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. He's talking to his soul. you got to bless him and all that is within me. you got to bless him. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. You need to remind yourself. He's forgiven me of all my iniquities. He's healed me of all my diseases. He's redeemed my life from destruction. He's crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He's satisfied my mouth with good things. uh, And my youth is being renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. The the, the, The calendar, Gregorian calendar says you're getting older and older and weaker and weaker. But God's calendar says if you will rejoice and bless the Lord at all times, uh, there's a supernatural power of heaven that will come in and renew you like that of the eagle. Your youth will come back that you can do more in the latter years than you did in the younger, uh, younger years. Hallelujah. He will renew you. I thank God I remember my right knee was getting me and I would uh, bend down and I tried to get up and I need to hold on to something to push up. And I was like, I would try to do squats and it's like, man, that right knee, what in the world is that? But I got a hold of this and I said, this may be a willow branch, but I'm going to praise God through the willow to get back to my palm. And I began to thank God and bless the Lord for a knee that has been renewed uh, to its youth uh, like the eagle. I took this scripture right here and I began to praise him. And you know what? I got to the place and I started jumping up and I could squat down and jump up. And I'm telling you what? I'm like, whoa, God's word works. Uh, The shoulder wasn't working the way it was supposed to. uh, And the hand would go up about here and then it would start painting. uh, But I tell you what? I said, no, 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 no. I'm pulling into the divine, supernatural, renewing power of God uh, that brings back the strength of the youth uh, straight from the lips of God. Uh, And let me tell you what, what God will do for me, he'll do for you. But I had to stop complaining and do like something. Well, oh, Arthur's moved in. You know, Arthur's moved in. It's just part of aging. I said, uh-uh. If I've got a word like this right here where my, my body can be renewed uh, like to its youthful state where Arthur wasn't welcome, I said, Arthur, you got to go. Hallelujah. you got to go. You're not going to hold this, this man back because i got a covenant God with a covenant promise and covenant power, and I'm going to rejoice. And I began to praise God, I told my soul, you're going to bless the Lord. You're going to bless the Lord for this sh- this sh- the, that shoulder renewed. You're going to bless the Lord for that knee renewed. You start blessing the Lord and I'm telling you, God is faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. Stop looking at God as the bad guy. Psalms 30 and 5 says His anger is for but a moment. A moment. His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. He's telling us if we have a weeping willow in our night, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't get discouraged. Don't run. Don't start complaining and whining uh, because if we will praise Him in the middle of it, a palm day is on its way. Hallelujah. Psalms 115, 18, but we will bless the Lord from the time forth forevermore. Praise the Lord. I'm calling everyone one of you with a challenge right now. Will you get like this runner is, ready to start running this race of faith, running it with perseverance, running it good until its final uh, moments and when you walk across that, uh, run across that victorious line that we will bless the Lord from this time forth. That whether it's a willow in our hand or a palm in our hand, uh, we're going to bless the Lord. We're maturing right now. We're making a decision right now. This is a daddy talking to uh, the kid saying, are you ready? I want to give you the keys to the car. I want to give you the keys to the vault at the bank. I want to give you the keys to, to uh, your inheritance. I want to give you everything. But you got to say, whether there's a palm in my hand or whether there's a willow in my hand, I will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Whether it's palm or whether it's willow, I'm going to praise the Lord because I know if it's willow, the praise is going to usher in the presence of God and bring me back to palm and when it's palm, I'm going to praise the Lord. And it's going to...
going to build up the muscle so that if I go through the brook of the willow, then I will come through it shortly. It'll only be a night and I'll be right back into the palm that morning. Hallelujah. you got to make a decision. you got to make a choice uh, that you are the blessed of God. Uh, that the goodness of God is still in your life. Uh, you are not out of God's will uh, because God has, let me tell you what, He has shed His blood uh, and made a way for you uh, to serve Him and love Him and honor Him all the days of your life. You need to say from this day forward, I will bless the Lord and I will praise Him and I will exalt His name. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's a decision you have to make. I can't make that for you. The story is told of a preacher who was dedicating their new building one Sunday and they had invited the mayor of their city along with other high-profile leaders that were in the city and they had only one problem when the, the committee met. They said, you know, Pastor, there's Brother Bud. And he has a tendency to get all worked up and start dancing and shouting during the service. You know, we got all these high-profile people in here. You know, we don't, we don't want that. I, I'm not, that's not me. I'd rather see a, lot, a little wildfire than no fire because we can calm the wildfire down, but you dead. When you're dead, you're dead, okay? So the pastor uh, had a meeting with Brother Bud in, in, before the service, and he said, you know what, we've got a special service of dedication today, and, and uh, the mayor's here, and these high-profile people are here. Uh, man, we'd really like for you to kind of stay calm and a little dignified this morning. We know how much you love the Lord, we understand, but today's a special day, and and if you'll stay calm, I'll buy you that new pair of cowboy boots that your wife said you so want. So Brother Bud was, you know, he's known for loving his, these cowboy boots. So when the service started, he's sitting there and music got going. And man, it was the right songs. He just, it was touching him. And they were singing it in such a way. And it was pulling him in. And he started tapping his foot. You know, he's like, oh, calm down, calm down. And he's trying to keep calm, you know. And, then the preacher got up and started talking about the goodness of God and how God had led them. And, and now they were built this building, this sanctuary, and it would be generations to come that would get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and man, he just, the preacher just got to go and he couldn't stand it. And all of a sudden he jumps up, he's shouting and he's dancing across the front of the aisle. And one pass he made, he got right in front of the preacher and he said, Preacher, boots or no boots, I just got to praise the Lord. <laughs> I say today, we need to do the same thing, boots or no boots. We need to say, I'm going to praise the Lord. Whether I got a palm or whether I got a willow, I'm going to praise the Lord. Whether, whether you got a dedication service or, or not, our God's worthy to be praised. Amen. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to give up. And I, You can keep your boots, but I'm going to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise Him with the willow or the palm. Praise Him with the palm when everything's going all right, but praise Him with the willow and it will turn your morning into dancing. You remember Paul and Silas? They had a willow night. They had a palm day. They got crowds listening to them minister. There's one girl, the, the demonic spirit, giving her into divin, uh, divination and, and, and Paul finally just rebukes that spirit. She's freed up. Her owners that made money off of her through this now bring a, a riot against Paul and Silas. They go from being celebrated to being stripped of their clothes, naked, beaten, and now prosecuted quickly like with a, a, hanged, a, a hangman's trial, you know, and they send him into the inner, them into the inner cell. You know the story. They're in stocks and chains. Their backs are all whipped and torn up and they're naked and they are there uh, with all that shame and pain, but they're in the midnight hour. With their willow, they're praising God. And the Bible says that God shook the foundations of the prison. Yashab, he moved in. He moved in and he opened the prison doors and he took the stocks and he took the chains off of their life. And it was so much power that it spilled over to everybody in the prison. And even the jailer himself got saved along with his whole family. You got to learn to praise him. You got to learn to praise him through those willow times. You got to learn to praise him when there's mourning and there's sadness and 
sorrow. you got to learn to praise Him because the willow days are coming to an end. The willow times are not going to outlast the palm time. I read the back of the book. I read the back of the book. And I'm telling you, the palms will outdo and outperform the willows. If you will praise God through the willow, you're going to come into your palm days. And while you have your palm days, you praise Him. And if a willow pops its head in, it will be short-lived and you will come out victorious again. I've read the end of the book. Look at Revelation 7 and 9. After these things, uh, John said, I looked. I'm in heaven. He said, I called up there. Behold, there's a great multitude with no one could number of all nations, of all nations. This is the feast of nations. This is the final day of the 70 bulls representing the 70 nations. And they're crying out, Messiah, come. Messiah, come. Don't just rescue the Jewish people. You're Messiah. You're going to be the, the, the deliverer for all of mankind that will call on you. Well, John gave us a peek into Jesus' trip was successful. Hallelujah. Because there before the throne is a people you cannot number and the people from all nations, tribes, and peoples and tongues standing before the throne of God and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes with what in their hand? Palm branches in their hand. Do you notice what's missing? Do you notice what's missing? In life, God teaches us how to deal with both the palm and the willow. And we are to rejoice before Him before both. But He is telling us to know this. you got to worship me with the palm too when it's good because in the end of it all, the willows are going to be taken away. There will be no tears. There will be no sorrow. There will be no sickness. There will be no pain. There will be no dying. There will be no crying. There will be no more disease. There will be no more trials. The palm overpowers the willow. The palm overpowers the willow hallelujah so we got to learn to praise him in the willow days uh, as well as in the uh, in the palm days uh, because let me tell you the willow days are short-lived because we're praising him through the palm days and we're ushering in his presence and we're ushering in his glory and we're ushering in an anointing and we're ushering in the victory that is going to be finally ours and some people would say well I've read the end of the book and I can't have palm branches until I get to heaven he said no he said during the feast of tabernacles I want you to be reminded for a whole week take the willow and the palm the willow let me tell you the devil's fighting you and when the devil comes against us we come to church when the devil comes against us we start praying when the devil comes against us we start quoting the scripture when the devil comes against us we want to line up with the scripture but in those palm days when the kids aren't acting crazy we say well we can just keep them out of church and then we wonder why when they get older and they're not in church and they don't want church we've, we've done a mistake I'm telling you when the palm days are here is the time you need to praise God. Is the time you need to worship God. It will bank you up. It will strengthen you up so that when the willow days come, you'll pass right through them because in the final analysis of it, we're going to be with palm branches in our hand before the Lord. But I heard my Jesus teach us that we should pray like this. Our Father, Thou art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. And then He says, you've got to pray it this way. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you know what? I raise up my palm to remind me that that, that willow, that willow is not going to last even in my life now because as I get stronger and stronger in the Lord, there's going to be less willow days and more palm days until the willow days are actually phased out. I'm ushering in the kingdom of heaven now. I'm bringing the will of God on earth now. I'm praising God, worshiping God, living for God and serving God now. But you've got to take it in your heart that I'm going to lift up Jesus. I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to worship Jesus like never before. Because Jesus said, as He said unto the Thomas and the disciples, He says it unto you and He says it unto me. I am the way and the truth and the life and no man comes to the Father except by me. He said there's a broad path. Many do find it and it leads to destruction. But there's a straight and a narrow path. There's a path where you see people with the willow branch and the palm branch praising the Lord. They're not serving God just when is good or they're not running to God just when it's bad. They're going to praise God at all times. They say my God is my deliverer. My God is my Savior. My God is my Redeemer. And I'm going to worship Him when the sun's shining and I'm going to worship Him when it's the darkest at night. Do you hear what I'm saying? And I'm telling Jesus that I'm the way, the truth, and the life and no one comes to the Father except by me. Now I know that may hurt your feelings. You may have friends as I do who are other faiths. You may have friends as I do who may be not even serving God today. And you 
say, I want them to go to heaven. I got family members. I want them to go to heaven. I'd rather milk it down or water it down and say, God's got many paths. Uh, and, and if somebody's just trying to be good, they'll find their way. But I'm here to tell you, if you get back to Genesis in chapter 1 and in chapter 3, where he says, I'm going to send a proto-evangelicum that's going to come and bridge the gap, that's going to destroy the enemy. The enemy came in and broke relationship between man and God. But he says, I am going to make a way through a bloodline that I'm going to restore. Now I'm telling you what, Buddha's bloodline didn't, didn't do anything for anybody. And Muhammad's bloodline's not doing anything for anybody. And if you've got a tree or a stone or a crystal that you're worshiping, it don't even have blood. But I'm here to tell you, God said from the beginning all through the prophets, uh, He said it through all of the Old Testament that there's coming a lamb uh, and, and that lamb's blood uh, is going to redeem and restore and take the curse off you and get the blessing on you. And then John the Baptist said, there he is. There's the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And it was Jesus Christ. Uh, and Jesus came. He lived a sinless life, born of a virgin. None of these other gods uh, have been born of a virgin. None of these other gods uh, have lived a sinless life. But I'm telling you, those little G's have to bow to the big G because the Bible says he's been given a name uh, that is above every name. Uh, that at the name of Jesus, whether in heaven, on earth, or even under the earth, they got to confess His Lordship. I declare today, before I'm forced to declare His Lordship from the pits of hell, I'm going to choose to declare His Lordship over my life today. Uh, I'm going to take my palm and I'm going to take my willow, whether I've got pain or whether I've got great joy, it doesn't matter. He's still the Savior. He's still God. He's still worthy. And I'm going to praise Him anyhow. And if I praise Him anyhow through my palm, I'm getting stronger to have shorter days with a willow. And if I praise Him through my willow, uh, I'm going to usher in His presence uh, and He's going to bring His delivering power. Somebody's got to make up your mind uh, whether I'm going to believe this Bible or not. I don't have the privilege to change it and neither do you. You're either going to believe it or not. You're either going to believe in Christ or not. You're either going to man up and woman up and praise God with the palm and praise God with the willow. Praise Him in the good times and praise Him in the bad. It's all up to you. Come on now. It's all up to you. Would you stand with me please? If you, I'm not telling you to do this, but this is what I would do. I'm lifting both of my hands. And in one hand, I'm taking the willow. Represents the trials and adversities and the struggles that are real that I'm going through. And in the other hand, I'm taking the palm. Represents all my blessings, my health, the goodness of God. Got clothes on my back. Got food to eat, a roof over my head. Got family and friends so blessed. And I'm going to lift them both before the Lord. And I'm going to say, God, from this day forward, Going forward, you, you shoot the pistol for the starting line this day going forward. I'm going to bless you, Lord. I'm going to bless you and I'm going to praise you in all things. I want to take both of them, Lord, and rejoice and say, God, you're worthy of praise. I'm not going to let my negative circumstances keep me from praising you. And I'm not going to let my positive blessings distract me and keep me from praising you. I want to praise you no matter what's going on. I want to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm not going to bow to the powers of this world. I'm not going to bow to the persuasions of this world. I know you're the true God. And even if you don't work it out the way I thought you were going to work it out, I'm still not going to bow. If I'm left with a willow in my hand, I'm going to praise you. God, you hear my heart today. I believe somebody is moving to a whole other level. And Lord God, whether willow or palm, I'm praising you. And there they were cast into the fire. And Nebuchadnezzar looks in and he says, what is that? There's a fourth man. It looks like the Son of God in the fire with them. I'm telling you, when you praise Him through the willow, through the fire, through the flood, you're going to yashab usher in the fourth man. You're going to usher in the very presence of the Lord. And if you will praise Him in the good times, I'm telling you, He will strengthen you and give you so many extra points that if a willow time comes, it just it's just for a moment and it's over. Hallelujah. So, Lord God, I lift my hands with the willow and with the palms. And I say, Lord God, I am here to serve you, to worship you, to live for you, to bless you. My life is yours. My life is yours. Jesus, 
Jesus. The Bible says anyone who will call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Call on him now, Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah. Come into my heart, Lord. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I surrender my emotions. I surrender my soulish realm. I surrender all of those memories and all of those things that want to, that negative things that want to get me off path. I surrender it to you, Lord. But all the good too. I'm going to run this race for you. Jesus, come into my heart. If you've never invited Jesus into your heart, invite him in now. Like I said earlier, you may not like it, but it's not what you, what you like or even what you say. It's what God says. And God says, I've got one way through my son, Jesus Christ. I'm not, I'm not keeping anybody out. I'm opening the door for all, whosoever, whosoever will. So if you've never invited Jesus into your heart, invite him into your heart right now. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Jesus, Jesus. I surrender to your Lordship. I believe. I believe you're the Son of God, and I want to live my life for you. Whether the willow or the palm, I want to live my life honoring you and blessing you and praising you. Hallelujah. Lord, I love you. Just tell him. Just start talking to him. Lord, I love you. You're so worthy. You're so good. I, I bless your holy name. Hallelujah. We're going to ask Sister Donna if she's able to stand and come up. Are you able to stand and come up here? Just come up here. You can sit right there. That'll be fine. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to thank you for your healing power. You said that you, God, will show forth yourself strong in our lives, whether willow or whether palm. Sister Donna's got a willow in one hand, some health issues, some struggle that's going on here some other other setbacks that the enemy's fighting her on and she said no no i want to praise god through this i don't want to give up on god i want to praise god through this could there be the mature of faith the elders of of those that would pray in the prayer of faith that would come and anoint me lord we understand where you said let the elders of the church anoint and pray the prayer of faith and you'll raise them up lord god that, that word elder means mature, mature. So Lord God, those who are mature in faith to pray and believe. Lord, I thank you for all of our prayer ministers that you've raised up in this house. Lord God, as they are ready at any time to pray, anoint, fight against the devil to bring forth the release of your purpose. So we're going to ask for our elders and the oil, but I'm going to also ask for our prayer ministers to come around them and begin to let's pray for sister Donna for her breakthrough she's been believing God for breakthrough she's been praying for breakthrough she's been trusting for breakthrough now let's come together one can put a thousand to fly two can put ten thousand come on all of our prayer ministers especially those that are in our healing room ministry come on up here come on up here for you who will pray that prayer of faith come on up here let's unite Let's unite. His brother Harry has anointed her with oil. Lord God, we want to pray that prayer of faith. Hallelujah. For a breakthrough of Donna's life right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. In your mighty name. Let the power of the Holy Ghost that raised you, Jesus, from the dead that dwells in her body. Quicken. Quicken this body even now. Bringing life to those organs, bringing life to those systems, bringing life to those lungs, bringing life in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost power, healing anointing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, even out to the fingertips of her body, Lord God, let the power of your healing virtue be released in her life. Raise her up, Lord God. We praise you this day with a willow and the palm. We praise you this day through the pain because we know healing is on the other side. We know healing is coming in the morning. We know healing is right around the corner. We know healing is our next breath. Hallelujah. So Lord God, we want to praise you. We want to lift you up. We want to magnify your name. 
We want to give you glory. We want to give you honor. We want to praise you. Praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, as these elders are here this day, Lord, we thank you for Brother Harry and Sister Ray. We thank you for Dr. Eason and Sister DeAndrea. We thank you for Pastor Rodica, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for these ministers that have gathered around, these men and women who have prayed in the Spirit, who have prayed and fasted, who have prayed and studied your Word. Lord God, together we tap into that which has been provided in the atonement and we bring a release in it to Sister Donna's life. And Lord God, I pray it was spread beyond Sister Donna into every person under the sound of my voice that has sickness and disease and infirmity they're dealing with. We rebuke you, you spirits of infirmity. We rebuke you, spirits of infirmity. Go in the name of Jesus and let the healing virtue of Jesus Christ rise up in every person's life here. Everyone that is tuning in, everyone who is listening, let there be the healing power of God that would come into your circumstance and situation. A Yashab move in of God in the name of Jesus. We declare healing. We declare wholeness. We declare provision. We declare breakthrough. We declare restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. I tell you, if you would, just take somebody by the hand right now. If you got around somebody, just take them by the hand. And I want you to release right now. Release what's in the house. Release what's in the house. What's in the house is the blessing and the favor of the Lord. Say, I release the blessing and the favor of the Lord into your life. I pray that God's favor, God's favor would flow into you right now. Whatever your point of need is, let the Word of God go to that very need right now and perform heaven's work on earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We release your favor, Lord. We release your favor, Lord God. And Lord God, if they need healing, be healed. If they need provision, Lord God, let resources come. Lord God, if they need breakthrough, Lord God, let there be a deliverance, Lord. If they need joy, Lord God, fill them right now with your joy. Lord God, if they need peace, shalom, shalom, nothing broken, nothing missing, we declare in and over them right now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. Hallelujah! We bless your name. We bless your name. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen! Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.